Everybody stand up, open your Bibles to Mark chapter 10, starting at verse 17, okay? Mark chapter 10, okay? Starting at verse 17, okay? Now, as he was going out on the road, one came running, knelt before him. Everybody say knelt. And asked him, good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but one. That is God. Do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and your mother. And he answered and said to him, teacher. All these things I have kept from my youth. Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, One thing you lack. Everybody say, one thing you lack. Go your way, way, sell whatever you have, and give to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross and follow me. Say, follow me. But he was sad at this word. And went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Father, we ask that you would speak. Speak beyond what I can articulate because I didn't prepare for this word. <laughs> that you would anoint these words. That you would allow your people to hear the Rema spoken word of the Lord. That you would shine the light in dark places in our lives where we need your light desperately, your light to shine. So, Father, speak for your sons and daughters are listening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. You know, Benjamin's been praying a lot lately. I mean, he's a pastor. He prays. But just more intently for the vision and how God wants us as a church to see him and walk before God. And as he was praying, that's what he heard. He said, living hope. Look at your neighbor and say, living hope. You have obedience. But you lack surrender. So today, God is going to take us beyond a place of obedience and take us to a deeper place of surrender. Yeah? So you see, um, overhead person, if you could get that scripture up, Mark chapter 10 from verses 17 and on, I, I want you guys to keep that word up as I preach. Here, this young man, okay, young man runs. He runs to Jesus. You know, so many of us, we see Jesus, we see God, we're like, oh, you know, he's over there. I'm over here. But this young man saw Jesus and he ran. He ran. Not only did he run, but he knelt before Jesus. What does kneeling show? It means that this young man saw Jesus and he, he knew Jesus was to be respected and honored. And so this man ran and knelt before Jesus. Right? And what did he say after he knelt before? Good teacher. Everybody say good teacher. 
What should I do that I may inherit eternal life? Jesus, what should I do? Good teacher, what should I do to be saved? Good teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? And instead of Jesus just answering the question, he's like, why are you calling me good? There's only one that is good, and that is God. What he's saying, you know what Jesus is doing? Do you know that I am God? Is that why you called me a good teacher? Or are you just calling me good because you want something from me? You want me to affirm. You, oh, a young Jew from a, from a young age, he obeyed the law. I did not steal. I did not kill anybody. I did my best to honor the father and mother. I did everything. So Jesus, good, good teacher. And he expected Jesus to say, Everybody, look at this one here. From a young age, he obeyed the law, and he, you already have eternal life, son. You are He expected that. But instead of Jesus answering, what did he say? Why are you calling me good? Do you know? Do you, do you know me? Do you know that I am God? And often we ask Jesus, oh, God, please help me to do well in this job interview. Oh, God, help me with this and help me with that. Oh, God, you're good. You're good, right? But often, do you know God? Ask God. God, or do you just want something? And if he doesn't answer your prayer, do you get offended and hurt and abandoned? Once you're discouraged because God didn't answer a particular, right? Here, Jesus is really going deeper into the heart of this young man. Why do you call me good? Only God is good. Do you know me? Ask God. You know what's crazy is, is it up there? If you read through, he, second time, he says he takes out good. Look at it. Look at your Bible. Here, first he says, good teacher. And Jesus is like, uh, only one is good. That's God. Do you know me as God? And then if you look at verse 20, right, 20, he says, uh, is it 20? Right? He says, teacher. He say, no, I don't know you as God. Teacher. He took good out. Because Jesus said only God is good. So he removed good. And he just called Jesus teacher. Teacher. I think it's very important that, oh, we're Christian. We believe in Jesus. We worship. We sing. We pray. We hear the word. But often do we really put Jesus in his place as God? Hmm? And here... You know, Jesus lists all these laws, and he's like, I've done this from a young age. I've done it. What else do I need to do? And here, look at, look at this. It says, he looked at him. Je verse 21, it says, then Jesus, looking at him, loved him. Everybody say loved him. When he looks at you. The first thing that comes to his mind is, I love you. But I didn't do this well. I, 
fail. I, I, I didn't do good. I wasn't faithful. But those are all unnecessary when you stand before a good God. When he looks at you, he loves you. He loves you. He looked at this young man wanting that affirmation. But he knew straight through his heart. He knew. He knew. And Jesus said, but you lack one thing. But you lack one thing. Go sell everything you have. Give it to the poor. Then pick up the cross and follow me. And here, you know, Benjamin talked about when he was talking to me this morning, why didn't God say, just give all your stuff away and follow me? Why did it say, sell, sell everything you have, then give to the poor? You know, Brian, you sell everything well, right, in Amazon. When Benjamin wants to sell his, like, what is that camera thing? Drone. He's like, oh, I, I, I need Brian, right? Like, some people know how to sell things, right? And he, when, when you know how to sell things, you know, you know when you look at stuff, you know its value. And then you're going to get the most you can get out of that when you sell it. And so when he actually sells things, and he gets, let's say, I don't know, $500 for that drone that I never knew he bought from the first place. <laughs> that he's trying to sell the, the, the first drone that he bought that I never knew about because he bought a second one. <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> but when you actually sell it and you get that money, and then God is saying, sell it, and you see the value. When you sell things, you see the value. You know, often, if it means so precious to you, you won't even sell it. Even if people, you know, wanted to give you thousands of dollars, if, if it's precious, it's like, it's not for sale. It's not for sale. But here, Jesus is saying, sell all your possessions. Sell one by one. You know, those, you know, nice cars that you bought or, or, you know, those, I don't know, those figures that guys, like toys, figures that's really expensive. I don't understand. Like everything, like things that are valuable to you. Go sell it yourself. Give it away and come follow me. And here the young man was sad. He was sad when he heard this. And he just put his head down and he's turned around. And instead of following Jesus, he walked away from Jesus. But if you are able to see Jesus, ask God. Ask God. And everything you own, you know nothing compares. Nothing compares. That you could sell everything because he's worth it. He is worth it to sell everything to follow him. The question to you and I is, what keeps you from, from following Jesus? You know, oftentimes when we, see, when we see people, you know, struggle through things, you know, relationally and financially and, you know, in many spiritually, you know, and oftentimes they get so disillusioned, they get so disappointed. It's like, forget God, forget church, and they walk away from church. And often they walk away from God. 
And if you're able to do that, it's because your eyes have not yet seen the worth, the worthiness of Jesus, the worthiness of Jesus. You know, I was, I was you know, talking to Benjamin about what, in what areas Benjamin and I need to surrender. In what areas is God calling us to a deeper surrender? And what keeps us? You know, we were talking about that. And, um, and I, I, this is what I shared with him and I want to share with you is this. You know, oftentimes as a pastor, I, I got obedience down, you guys. Like, even if I don't want to do it, like, I know what's right and wrong. And even if it hurts, I'll obey. I got it down. Even if I have to drag my feet, even if I have to beat my body, I will obey God, right? So I got that obedience down. So as I'm going through this difficult season, there's been like from beginning of this year, right? Like there's been so many accusations from people from demonically. It's like, oh, you're, you know, blah, blah, blah. You need to step down. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Like all these accusations, right? And then when I actually hear it from people then I'm like I obey I pray and God says do this and I obey I obey it's hard but I make myself obey I obey I walk in obedience but then in my obedience when I see people in pain I'm like am I sinning wait wait I just obeyed but why do I feel like I'm doing something wrong right and quickly I I, I go back it's like God are you sure are you sure? Is this what you want? It's like, yes. Then I obey. I obey. And I walk in obedience no matter how hard it is. I walk in obedience. And there are certain uh, individuals, like, that you don't know, okay? Don't think of, there. she's talking about this person. Can I just tell you, you don't know that person, okay? <laughs> so you don't, you know, put that. There's some people that have brought a lot of accusations against me, right, against Benjamin. And in my heart, it's like, God. As a pastor, like, even though Darrell hates me, I still got to love him. You know, I'm his pastor. So even though he's accusing me and saying you're a bad pastor and you were never there for me, but I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, Darrell. I'm so sorry. I repent. But in my heart, I'm like, what? <laughs> Last five times you were in the hospital, who was there? Who was there? Was your wife there? I was there. Was, was your best friend there? I was there. In my head, I'm thinking, what the? I was there when nobody was there. But outside, I'm like, I'm so sorry, Tyrell. I'm sorry that you feel, I'm so sorry. Right? So, and then in my heart, I'm like, what? What the heck? Like, all I did was show you love and you're, you're accusing me? And then here in this place, I go before God. God. I'm so sorry that I thought that. I judged Darrell. God, I'm sorry. Lord, forgive me. Forgive me and then forgive Darrell for he does not know what he is doing. God, forgive me. And I beat myself into obedience in my heart. Because I, I'm, you know what? I have a fear of God. So I want to make sure my heart is right. So I'm like, God, and but it's hard because, and I, I forgive him. And the next day, you know, he, he looks at me like weird. And I'm like, I, I 
just forgave you before God, and, and you're treating me like this, Tyrell? What, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, oh, God, sorry for thinking that. I'm sorry, God. God, I open my heart to Tyrell. I forgive him. I love him. I love you, Tyrell. I love you, Tyrell, right? So I'm like, I'm working hard. But you know what? It's not easy. It's like beating myself to obedience. God, God, I'm your servant. I got I, I to gotta be loving. I got to think right thoughts, right? Until. So that, that's called obedience. I know what is right, and I will do my best to walk in what is right. Until Monday, Jennifer, you have no idea. See, we had our last session of mindfulness right? And mindfulness class, we did this mindfulness exercise. And, you know, I don't know, if you want to know, just come. It's like, you know, there's this exercise where you, you, you learn to be aware of God and you give what is hurtful and painful or good. You give it to God. You empty it and you receive what he has for you. And after all that, right, at the end of that mindfulness, Jennifer asked, okay, what is God saying? Can you just hear what, what he has to say? And then I listen. And then God said, Sonny, would you love them? You know those that are accusing you? Would you love them? Would you always keep your heart open towards them and love them? And in that moment, you know, before I have to beat myself, oh, God, please, right? But in that moment, I was like, it became easy, you know? I have a, a, I have someone, a pastor that I'm discipling. Her name is Pastor Yuri. Ever since I took her to Indonesia, she's like, Pastor Sonny, whatever you say, my answer is yes. If you want me to go here, I'll go. If you want me to do this, I'll do this, right? I'll, my answer is yes. Whatever you say, say something. And she texts me every week, Pastor Sonny, do you, do you, what do you want? My answer is yes. I don't know. You want me to buy you anything? Just say it. I don't care how much it is. I'll buy it for you. My answer is yes. I'm like, oh, I don't need anything. Pastor Sonny, you want me to come? I know you're going through a difficult time. If you say the word, I'll get on the first flight to, she lives in New Jersey, to California. And, 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 and you know what, Pastor Sonny? I, if you want me to, if you say the word, I'll go hiking with you. Because I love hiking. Yuri hates hiking. You know how I found out? We were at the retreat. I said, Yuri, let's go hiking. She's like, okay. And then as we're hiking, she's smiling. I found out she hates hiking. But she said yes, and it was even enjoyable because she loved me. And every week, she's texting me, Pastor Sonny, Pastor Sonny, my answer is yes. My answer is yes, yes, yes. I'm like, well, okay, right? And she's actually going to come. Right? She's going to come, right? And she, we're going to plan this missions organization where we're going to activate and empower local churches, small local churches to be missional, right? So she, I'm like, that's what I told her. We're going to work together. We're going to help other small churches to be missional. You want to do it? She's like, yes. Yes. My answer is yes. So here I'm doing mindfulness in Jennifer's house like this, right? You breathe. What is God saying? Sonny, would you love them? Would you keep your heart open and just love them? In that moment, I became Yuri to God. Just like what Yuri was to me, I became that to God. I was like, of course. It's not striving. I don't have to beat my body. If you ask me, God, I'll say yes to anything. 
If you want me to give up my life, that's easy. Because I love you, you are worth it. If you want me to even give up my life for them, I'll do it. If you ask, yes. Whatever you ask, my answer is yes, God. My answer is yes. And once in that place of surrender in that moment, it was no longer hard. I no longer had to struggle to forgive and struggle to, it became, it's easy. Because the one that I love with all my heart, because my Savior, my King, my Jesus, whatever he asks, is worthy. And because the one that I love asks, when he asks, my answer is always yes. And it's not hard because I love him so much. And, you know, after that class, mindfulness class, where that full surrender happened, that's called surrender. Seeing God and his worthiness, that I could sell everything. I could give up all my human rights to follow him. Because he's worth it. Because he's the one that I love. He's the one that I will follow. That for him, I'll be willing to pick up any cross to follow my one and only Jesus. That's surrender. That's surrender. And I asked Benjamin, he's like, wow, that's good. He's like. I want to take that class. <laughs> and I asked him, what about you, Benjamin? When we preach, we have to first apply it ourselves. So this was this morning, right? We're processing as he's driving me here, right? And I'm glad I did that because I have something to say, right? <laughs> I asked him, what about you, Benjamin? What is an area where God is calling you in this season to full surrender? Because even Benjamin too, I mean, as a pastor, as, you know, he got obedience down. He'll do whatever God says. Even if it's hard, even if it's difficult, he will obey. There are times where he and I fought and he thought he was right. I thought I was right. And I was like, go talk to Pastor Robert. See what he says. So he goes to Pastor Robert and I'm angry. And then he meets, they, they do whatever they need to do. And then when he comes home, I, 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 the door opens. And then Benjamin walks in. I'm on the couch, and I just look at him. And then he walks in like a little puppy. You know, Benjamin has that puppy face. And then he kneels before me. Baby, I'm sorry. I was wrong. Do you think he wanted to do that? <laughs> Pastor Robert made him do it. <laughs> but you know what? I saw how hard that was for him, but he did it. And in that obedience, I loved on him. And he was very, very happy that night, right? And he was very, very thankful that he obeyed. He got the obedience down. But what about you, Benjamin? What is an area where God is calling you to full surrender? He said he was in Korea in May doing one of the hardest things he had to do as a pastor. And 
like every morning he would wake up and he would just gravel before God. Oh, God, help me, right? And every morning for two hours he would just wake up and just cry before God. And in that moment he heard God's voice. And God said, Benjamin, I have need of you. I have need of you. And Benjamin said, God, my answer is yes. Whatever you ask, my answer is yes. And he said, I need you to stand where I called you to stand. And, you know, looking back, he didn't realize it until this morning. As in the car, he's like, oh, my gosh, that's what he's asking me. He's, see, for Benjamin, okay, can I tell you uh, something secret about Benjamin? Most of you already know Kevin. Shh. <laughs> nah. Most of people that already know him may know this. See, Benjamin, he acts really strong and confident, and right? But inside, he's a baby, okay? And he wants to be liked. So his favorite thing is when he walks in the room, when people go, hi, Benjamin. He loves that, right? He just wants to, he just wants to be liked. And often, even as a pastor, right, he feels like this is what I need to do. And he's like, I'm going to do this. And then he shares with me or our staff or our leaders. And if we say, nah, I don't think so. And because he wants to be liked, he feels like in order for you to like me, I have to, I have to give you what you want. So I have to say yes to you. So often he realized as a leader, he gave up his own vision or his own desires to say yes to you. Even though he, that's not what he likes, because he wants you to like him. I know, right? Pray for your pastor. Just kidding. But he realized that often he doesn't mind giving in for you to be happy. I, I guess that's kind of sacrificial too, in a, in a way. That I want, I want barbecue chicken, but Sonny, if you want pho again for the fifth time this week. Okay, let's go eat pho. That's my husband. That's Benjamin. But even in my relationship with him or with his friends or with his leaders, he gives in. And God in May called Benjamin, make a stand. And don't be moved. Don't give in. And he said, Sonny, the hardest thing for me is to not say yes to people right now. Because my flesh, my humanity wants to say yes because that's like assurance that then you'll like me. But for me to say no, to make a stand, he knows they're not going to like me, right? And that is the hardest place for him right now in this season. But, but you know what? You know what? He's willing to give that up. Maybe for a season, Jason may not like Benjamin, right? But Benjamin is making a stand because the one he loves, Jesus, he's willing to lay down his wants and desires to follow Jesus. And my question to you today is, a lot of us are Christians already, and you got the obedience down. But in what areas do you need to go deeper into deeper surrender where you are able to see God as good and that good 
weighs much more than what keeps you from surrendering. If you are not able to surrender at particular ways or things or people, you know, you know God is asking you to surrender in this area. But if you're not able, it's because you are not able to see the goodness of your God is greater than the value in this very thing. It could be material. It could be relational. It could be spiritual. It could be in so many different realms. God is calling you and I, living hope, for us to step back, see the areas where God is calling you to deeper surrender. See the one that you love, the one that, that, that gave his own life for you and I. And see his worth and value and say, God, for you, my answer is yes. And it's not an obedience where it's hard, but it's surrender. And the answer, yes, is easy because I trust in your goodness. In your goodness. Hmm? I want us to pray. Can we do that? The worship team would come up. I want you to ask. I want you to ask the Holy Spirit. In what areas, Lord? My prayer is that not a one of you, when Holy Spirit speaks to you, walk out here sad, away from Jesus. But that you would see that area and say, God, to you, because you ask, God, I love this. I love thinking this way, God. God, I love living this way, Lord. God, I love this. But, but. You are more worthy. And because the one that I love asks, giving this up, surrendering this, is easy. A place of surrender is only possible when you see the worthiness of him. And when you, when you are able to surrender because you trust him. Because you trust him. You know, I'll end with this story. Uh, back in, I don't know, 2011 and 12, my, our pastor came to us and said, Sonny Benjamin, God, is, God wants to break through on behalf of Living Hope members. The church is blessed, blessed. But individually, there needs to be a financial breakthrough in your church members' lives. But I, as I was in praying for the breakthrough financially for your church members, I feel like the Lord was saying that they needed to like, uh, like tangibly bless the senior pastors, the preachers. But you know what? When you receive a salary, you're taken care of so they don't feel the need. And you know what he told us back then? He said, give up your salary. Sonny Benjamin, give up your salary and only live on love offering. That way, and if you tell your people that, they have to take care of you. By the way, uh, he released us a couple of years ago, right? We only did that for like, what, four, three and a half, four years. So we are taken care of. I'm not saying this to, we are taken care of right now. So don't worry about that, right? So in that moment when God says, give up your salary and tell your people, we're only going to live on love offerings. That was hard, you know? 
but Benjamin and I, we, we willingly said yes. Not only because we wanted our people to be blessed and have a financial breakthrough, but we were able to say yes willingly because we trusted God. And you know, a few months, like the love offering that came in didn't even pay our pg &E. But you know what's crazy was even that love offering wasn't, didn't even pay our PG&E in different ways. God blessed us and we were able to pay our bills and we were taken care of. And the year, I think it was 2015 or toward late 15 or early 16, the love offering was big enough to take care of us where God didn't have to bless us in different ways. That's when, he got, when God released us from that and so we stopped that right and we're back to salary but you know what if I didn't trust God if I didn't trust my pastor how can I give up the consistent salary right but because I trusted God because we trusted in our Savior I don't know how he was gonna make it possible but we were able to say yes so I want you to close your eyes and I want you to ask God God, I want to go deeper in my relationship with you. Right now, God is calling you into the deeper waters of spirituality. That you've been good thus far. I don't condemn you, my son, my daughter. I am all pleased with you. But I have much more available. I have much more. I have much more to show you. I have so much more to show you of the kingdom, of my kingdom. But without full surrender, your eyes can't see. And God wants to open your eyes and my eyes spiritually to see the, 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 the deeper things of kingdom of God. And that only, that opening of the eyes only happens when we say, I surrender, I trust. God, open my eyes I, I, as I lay down, God, my fears. And I say yes, I say yes to surrender and trust. So will you stand up as I pray for you? Holy Spirit, I pray. No matter where each one is at spiritually, will you speak to each one of us at a very place where we are at? And those very specific areas where you are asking us for a deeper yes. Maybe we said yes to an anchor, ankle level of spirituality. And maybe God is saying, will you say yes to the knee level? Will you say yes to the waist level? And some of us, he's saying, will you say yes to the swim level where it's beyond, beyond your understanding? Will you say yes? Will you surrender? Will you surrender? Will your yes be to another deeper level? So God, speak for your sons and your daughters are listening and Holy Spirit we ask that you would take us into a deeper level of trust that when you ask when you ask God you will always provide you are our father that provides spiritually physically financially relationally in all ways God so father speak to us Help us open our eyes. Yeah, will you pray that? Will you pray that? Repeat after me. Jesus, 
Open my spiritual eyes. I want to see you for who you are. I want to see you clearly. God, remove any deception, any distraction that keeps me from seeing you for who you are. For you are worthy. You are worthy for my yes. So help me to trust you and to surrender fully to you. In Jesus' name.